Welcome to the St. Michael Fall Podcast Series. My name is Christian Basil, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is God is doing a new thing. Following our 75th anniversary celebration, St. Michael is refreshed and renewed for a bright future. Now God is calling us to make new commitments to our faith and in our community. Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. A reading from the book of Esther, chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace, opposite the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne inside the palace, opposite the entrance to the palace. As soon as the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, she won his favor, and he held out to her the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther approached and touched the top of the scepter. The king said to her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you even to the half of my kingdom. Then Esther said, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to a banquet that I have prepared for the king. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly, so that we may do as Esther desires. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. While they were drinking wine, the king said to Esther, What is your petition? It shall be granted to you. And what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom it shall be fulfilled. Then Esther said, This is my petition and request. If I have won the king's favor, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, let the king and Haman come tomorrow to the banquet that I will prepare for them and then I will do as the king has said. Haman went out that day happy and in good spirits. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, and observed that he neither rose nor trembled before him, he was infuriated with Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. Then he sent and called for his friends and his wife Zeresh, and Haman recounted to them the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, all the promotions with which the king had honored him, and how he had advanced him above the officials and the ministers of the king. Haman added, Even Queen Esther, let no one but myself come with the king to the banquet that she prepared. Tomorrow also I am invited by her, together with the king. Yet all this does me no good, so long as I see the Jew Mordecai sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows fifty cubits high be made, and in the morning tell the king to have Mordecai hanged on it. Then go with the king to the banquet in good spirits. This advice pleased Haman, and he had the gallows made. Here ends the reading. Esther is a unique story in the Bible, and it has all the elements of a good drama, or a fairy tale. A queen with a secret identity, a secret that no one in her court knows, 
her trusted and stubborn advisor, and even a villain bent on annihilating his enemy, the Jews in Persia. And the dramatic elements are important. If you've never read the full story of Esther, take an hour to read it through. It's short and it's full of interesting characters. At its heart, of course, Esther is a story about survival. It's about keeping Jewish identity, but also realizing how your identity is changed and made stronger through your experience. It's about surviving in the face of danger, living under constant threat of death, and it's about power. Who has it, who exercises it, and how it's reversed. So I'd like to focus on the very first verse. Esther puts on royal robes and stands in the inner court of the king's palace, opposite of the king. This was a dangerous decision on Esther's part. Going into the inner court was by invitation only. The king had to summon you, and yet here Esther walks in unsummoned. Esther has agreed with Mordecai to help the Jews, to help her own people to use her position as queen, and it's a risky proposition. The Jews are in captivity. Mordecai, who acts as sort of an advisor or mentor to Esther, is hated by Haman, one of the king's top officials. So for Esther to walk into the inner court unsummoned is a move that invites danger and requires faith and trust. I wonder when you have stepped out in risk. When have you said, I'm going to do it, even though you know it might not work out as planned? Or when have you not taken that risk and wish that you had? I think our whole lives are full of these moments. Some of them are obvious and some are not. I can think of some of the big decisions in my life of moving to Charleston for graduate school without having a job or a place to live lined up, or of saying yes to the process of discernment after years of putting it off, or moving to Dallas after seminary, never having visited Texas, and other decisions when I failed, like making it seem to myself that I was too busy or too tied up to go see family for one holiday or another, and then years later wishing that I had. The biggest and maybe strangest decision I ever made was to enter law enforcement. And I'm reminded of it because of the danger. Like Esther walking out into the inner court, as she was not invited, yet she invited the risk and danger because she needed to do it. For me, it was certainly a decision that opened me up to incredible danger every day. And it wasn't as if anyone invited me to do it. I walked into that life on my own. This kind of risk rests totally in uncertainty. And I imagine that Esther was so nervous. I imagine that a lot of us are nervous when we do this as well. Maybe you have felt that way in some of your decisions. But we mustn't forget something important. 
Esther has prepared by fasting for three days before this, anchoring herself in her religious identity. She has put on royal robes, markers of her royal identity. The rest is all up to God. And God, of course, does something incredible by the end of the story. This act of walking out into faith, of trusting in this plan that God has, the liberation of God's people, results in their freedom from persecution, from the fear of death, and results in the Jewish people realizing that they are stronger than they thought. God does this with you, too. Your identity in Christ has prepared you. And the identity that you bring with you, as royalty or a police officer or as a librarian or as a teacher or anything, it has also prepared you for God to do something new in your life. For God to help you realize that you are stronger and more capable than you think because you have trusted in faith that God is with you. Maybe you will enter today with a new view of yourself. God is doing something wonderful and life-giving with your life, something that has never been done before, something totally unique to you. You don't have to take that risk and step out in faith if you don't want. After all, we do often have to prepare ourselves. But when you do, maybe you will notice that your faith is similar to that of Esther's. Standing before the powers that have control over you and walking into the restricted place on God's invitation, not theirs. That your trust in God leads you to a new and better future, one that you could have scarcely imagined. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.